0: Welcome to The Better Than Rich Show with your hosts, Andrew Biggs and Mike Abramowitz. The Better Than Rich Show helps ambitious leaders who are on a mission to leave the world better than they found it, change their perspective on what's important, increase their income and impact, and systemize their life and business. If you've ever struggled with finding your purpose, have felt disconnected or distracted, or found yourself going through the motions, this show will remind you that what you do matters and will re-inspire you to chase your highest dreams. It's time for you to become better than rich.
1: All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Better Than Rich Show. I'm your host, Andrew Biggs. I'm here with my co-host, Mike It's Mike, how are we doing today?
0: Feeling good, feeling recharged. getting back from an awesome trip, to Colorado nice. with the tribe, and getting back into the groove.
1: So that's good. I always, yeah. I always feel so strange with that opening line. I'm like, what am I supposed to say? What should it? It's like that uh, Ricky Bobby moment. Like, what am I supposed to do with my hands? Sort of thing. I'll have to come up with like a, a go-to phrase for our our starting off point. But uh, yeah, dude, tell me more about Colorado. What were you doing there? And uh, what was the purpose of that trip?
0: Yeah. Well, we we definitely missed you. Uh, would have been, uh, would have been I would, Yeah. There. I
1: would have loved to be there for sure. Yeah. It
0: was a good experience. So we, um, this was our first healthy CEO dad tribe retreat. And we've been, uh, you know, doing our sessions over Zoom for the last couple of years. Um, uh, I guess a year or so. And, uh, we were to finally get a live retreat with five of the men. And it was a, it was a really great experience to just unplug and, um, just bond and have deep, deep conversation, deep connection, just be able to be fully present and also explore a lot of cool adventure. Uh, You know, we skied and ate great food. And it was was just uh, a a really, really great time. You know, obviously Mm. I could go into more like specifics, but you know, it was, it was really an excellent time to just bond because especially for men, I mean, sometimes, Mm. you know, men will, will like go to like a football game and like, you know, Go to um, you know, the party, or go to a comedy show, or like, like it's a different type of activity. With this space, it was like sharing a, an Airbnb, and it was um, you know, sitting on the couch, round table, and like sharing some of our like deepest passions and and darkest places and how we kind of overcome them. And it was it was really really
1: special. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, I mean, that definitely ties into you know our topic for today, which is. Um, The power of community and and talking a little bit about what is community, how to find a great community, how to upgrade your community if you're not happy with where you're at right now. Uh, And if you don't feel like you have a circle, um, like Mike was just describing, a, a place where you can share... Um, your biggest triumphs, and have uh, a bunch of people cheering for you, and also kind of your darkest, deepest fears uh and be held in those in those moments and, and be led through them um then then this is the show for you today, and uh you know don't skip this one I think you're really gonna like it um but as a starting point as a leaping off point um why is community important? uh what do you see there, Mike well, I
0: mean.
1: For, I, for me specifically,
0: I could talk to, um, and then, you know, on a broad scale, but for me specifically, why community is important is because time I have found myself in the past where I felt stuck or, or feel felt like unsafe or felt like I just, just um, didn't feel like I had, um, I don't know, I just didn't have like true friendship around me or people I could trust or mm. like... Someone that can relate to me. Like anytime I had those valley moments of life, I, there was a craving for, uh, like a brotherhood and, and there was a craving for people that have a common interest that I do or, or can, you know, can empathize with the experiences that I'm currently going through. And then on the co- complete opposite end of the spectrum, it's when I'm, I'm thriving and, and having a, an awesome experience and celebrating something. It's like, you know, you don't want to be too braggadocious with people that aren't. And you want to have people that don't, you know, belittle you or make you feel weird for winning. So it's like having this this safe place of individuals that are like-minded, that are um, able to empathize and understand and are able to be with you for your highs and able to be with you for your lows. That's what was important for me, for me to be for that, them, my needs or their needs, their needs are my needs we can all show up for each other. And uh, you know, that's that's important. I think that's I think it's very overlooked uh when it comes to friendships. I, I think uh the especially with social media, it's very much like a surface level type of things where it's like, um everyone wants to, you know, chime in with their opinions, but I don't know. There's just something when when it's real like minded, my needs are your needs, your needs are my needs. Yeah, we're we're we have a common unity amongst each other. Um it's something more special. It's more unique.
1: That, hmm. That's
0: my take on it. What, what do you think?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I mean that that phrase is something we use a lot in our retreats when we when we put on events. My needs are your needs. Your needs are my needs. And basically, what that you know philosophy kind of boils down to is we're all in this together. And uh, as much as I want to make sure my needs are met, um, I also am going to be fully committed to making sure your needs are met. And as I do, we're both able to. Um, have our have our needs met in the process, and that's what really community is about, right? Community is about um, recognizing that we all have needs, right? Human beings are not made to be isolated, and that's why this huge experiment of COVID nineteen and all these things was was uh, a, a failed one, in my opinion, uh, with all the lockdowns and and the ramifications, not just economically, but um, if we just look at the the cost to like. Human flourishing in terms of, um, you know, suicide rates and depression rates and anxiety and addiction issues and all these different things that have come out of. Isolating people and kind of moving them away from their their communities. Um, there's a huge cost to that, and so we have to fight against a culture that is consistently kind of moving us into isolation mode. You know, social media isolates you, your phone isolates you. Um, so if you're not being extremely intentional these days, you're going to wake up one day and say. You know what? I don't really know that I have that many close friends. Maybe I have some friends. Maybe I have some acquaintances. Maybe I have uh, someone I could call up and we can go grab a few margaritas. Uh, on taco Tuesdays together. But if the conversation is just about sports or it's just about, you know, something frivolous or or they're just uh, making it all about themselves, they're a narcissistic person in the first place. And, you know, it's like, man, is that really the type of relationships you're looking for? So, um, this is a really good outline in terms of, of the importance of community. Uh, one of the biggest questions that I get asked a lot is just how do you find you know good good people like how do you actually look for people and and I, I would say in some ways it's kind of like you have to give in order to receive right if you can start you know there's kind of the old the old adage right uh, i think it's a cliche but it's a cliche for a reason is whatever you're not receiving in your life start giving more of it and you'll start receiving more of it. If you're not getting love from your spouse, start showing love to your spouse. If you're not you know, having people be generous with you, start being generous with them. If you're not giving people's time, start giving more of your own. And all of a sudden, that reciprocal nature, whether it's the law of attraction or it's simply the law of reciprocity that all people want to uh, uphold in a, in a common society, uh, will start to come your way. And so in, when it comes to community, If you want to have people have deep connections where you can share anything that's on your mind and and be held and be seen and be appreciated for whatever you're going through or supported and challenged, why don't you start right where you're at with some people in your life and start doing it for them? Right now, by the way, when you first start doing this, that might be a little jarring, especially if all you ever talked about was the the game last night or, you know, what are you doing this weekend um, or the latest news or whatever. So it might be a little jarring to them for you to actually ask them an interesting question, you know, for a change. But what I find is the right people will start to gravitate towards you when you do that. So if you go ask 10 people, like you set up 10, 30 minute calls with people just to catch up and you have 10 interesting conversations maybe 3 or 4 of them are going to like really start to head in that like vulnerable direction. Uh, and again, you're going to have to practice vulnerability yourself so that they can trust that, um, that they can open up to you. But if you do that, 3 or 4 are probably going to be really interesting. And those are the relationships you want to continue to pursue and maybe deepen in terms of community. So that's, that's one tip I have in terms of how to begin to create that community. What other tips do you have, Mike, that come up for you on that topic? You, the, the idea
0: of what you just said about um, expressing vulnerability and as long mm. as you're willing to be vulnerable, they're going to reciprocate. I think that that especially um, with, with how many people cast judgment onto others mm. because they don't have the same beliefs. So it's like uh, a lot of times people bite their tongues. It's like, ooh maybe I don't want to say that out loud because what if they're the opposition? Like it seems like there's, there's almost like in our community of the United States, there's like these two polarities that are mm-hmm. opposite. So it's like, if I speak something that is what I think is my truth, but it's completely opposite of what somebody else thinks. Now I have like this opponent that is casting judgment over me. So, uh, you know, my, my, my thought is, is how, how does someone, Offset that that um, that concern, that potential concern of being vulnerable. Hmm. Uh, what what are, you, what are your thoughts on that? I, I have one or two, but I'm curious what shows up for uh, you.
1: One thing that comes up for me is if I if I'm myself and I'm rejected for being myself, then that person who rejects me is probably not someone I'm interested in being in community with anyway. Uh, so as as a starting point, that's my general approach. Is if I'm Willing to open up and somebody judges me for that, and therefore they don 't you know want to be in community with me. great you know now I know uh, that they don 't want to be in community with me right off the bat i don 't have to waste time uh, is one thing I see um, you know the the other the other thing is like I, I in an ideal position, even if someone disagrees or has these other players, we have close friends here in town, and uh, they 're very different from us uh, in terms of how we uh, see the world and, and our philosophies and our ideologies and all those different things and uh but we get along great <laughs> you know like they're just the sweetest people we love hanging out together they're our kids get along we get along we have really interesting conversations we don't always agree but like we treat each other with respect right and I think in, in an ideal world that's where we would want to go and actually that diversity of thought actually makes things more uh, interesting in my opinion so I know i Answered your question and also threw a segue in there, no, but uh, <laughs> that's, that's perfect. I mean, yeah. that, that's a that's
0: an excellent response because mm-hmm. you know ultimately, if you're not accepted for your authentic self, then you probably don't want to be in that community anyway. And mm-hmm. and that's uh, that's a beautiful response. Uh, you said it way better than I could have. That's that's kind of where my thought was going is is being authentic and is is one of the the most desirable characteristics when it comes to. Be creating a community or being a part of a community. So if you're willing to express your authenticity by being vulnerable and being courageous to share mm. openly, now you're, you're inviting others into the space to do the same. And, uh, it's, it's interesting when, uh, coming back to, you know, the tribe, I, I, I made the list of these people. So I, Lindsay and I, we went through a full cycle of IVF and, uh, at 20 weeks, we delivered uh, a sleeping baby, and it was a stillbirth, and we named her Ooh. Hannah. Uh, it was really challenging, and and you know Andrew was my coach during that that the whole time frame, and he was my rock, and I leaned on him a bunch, and you know just how to navigate through this this really uh, traumatizing experience, which was really tough. And then um, that December, it was actually interesting. I, I got drunk for the very first time ever uh, in my whole life in 2019 i remember and, that you know Lindsay and Lindsay and i you know i was like all right you know let's do this together you know got us a hotel room in tampa and just like had a staycation and just uh got a, got drunk you know and and just you know felt into all the feelings that went with uh, the sadness and that mm-hmm. was not the answer by any means um but by december i still didn't quite find like A a purpose or direction. Like there was a lot of conflict and a lot of shame that was around, you know, the whole situation. So I, I got a hotel for that night, uh, a night in December. I said, Lindsay, I just need to like kind of go clear my head a little bit. I got a hotel room. I ordered a, a bunch of like unhealthy food, like wings and burgers and just like sat in the hotel room, you know, sulked away. No TV, no technology, no electronics, just me and my journal, just eating food and just writing. And during that, that journal activity that i did um, something that came through for me was i need to have more more men in my life that i can share these experiences with like i need a tribe of men that are on the same wavelength as me right now where i'm at so that way in, over the course of the next 10 years you know i have uh, a, a, like a almost like a support group and what i came up with is my identity of a healthy ceo dad this is who i want to be this is who i ought to be this is why i'm going to Commit to be, I, I signed up to join another community, uh, that I paid several thousands of dollars to, to join, got another mentor in the health space. And, you know, they, they really helped me a ton in, in 2020. And then, um, I made this list of these men and I interviewed them. <laughs> I re- I had a conversation. I called up, <laughs> I, remember I called up Doug and I was like, Doug, this is not a normal call. This is a call, uh, because I want to talk to you about a tribe. I want to join, I want to create. Uh, I want to create this tribe called the Healthy CEO Dads. And I had these parameters, like my needs are your needs and your needs are my needs that we want to grow personally, professionally, financially. We want to, um, you know, be able to raise our families together. We're, you know, we're in committed relationships with significant others. We want to be dads one day. We want to, you know, uh, own multiple businesses or, or, or be involved and in, in, in contribute to our communities, contribute to higher purpose. I said, is this sound like a, a tribe and a community you want to be a part of? And Doug was my first call. He's like, sign me up hundred percent, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, I, I, I remember, you know, obviously I had a conversation with Andrew. I had a conversation with Patrick. I had a conversation with Dean. And, uh, you know, that was the first core group. And then I reached out to, uh, I, I'm not going to name the names, but I reached out to someone else who was on the list. I had the same combo and I got rejected and he was like, well, I already have a lot of different tribes I'm in, uh, like different communities I'm in. I have a church group I'm in. I already am in another group and like sounds good, but you know, maybe, maybe not right now. And I was like, ooh, I got rejected. And at first my ego was like, what? You don't want to hang out with me? But it kind of, it, it, it was no problem because I, I knew that if it wasn't aligned at this point in time, it wasn't going to be aligned over the course of the next 10 years. And, uh, you know, now we have our, our core group of, uh, seven or eight men. That, um, you know, we, I started this tribe. We did our first retreat and it's just so beautiful to see like how this is just kind of evolving, uh, where we have this safe, safe, sacred space where we can just share openly and authentically. And I was kind of the, the heart of this, the nucleus of this. And that came from this deep valley that I was in with so much pain. So, uh, why is that relevant for anybody listening is because if you feel some sort of pain, More than likely, there's probably a whole community of people who could benefit from having others in that community of those that not only experience the pain, but they don't want to stay there. They are going to get on the other end of pain. They want to leverage the pain into turn it into growth and take that growth and turn it into new opportunities and new experiences. And that's why it's so powerful to have this like-minded group of people called community around you. Uh, I've witnessed my wife do this Lindsay's just been unbelievable with this she's in all these different Facebook groups um from NICU moms to preemie moms to micro preemie moms to trach moms uh to moms with the g tubes uh, or or moms with babies with g tubes um uh vent vent dependent babies like she's in all mm-hmm. these different communities all these different Facebook groups and she has her blog, she keeps her blog. She has these uh, unbelievable women who have each other's back that they all have this pain in common, in common, but they also have this desire to help one another in common as well. And through pain is, is a great place to start. So if you think about what your deepest, darkest insecurities are, or your pain points or those desperate moments, like there's so many other people that could probably benefit um, if you're willing to courageously speak about it and open about it and be vulnerable about it and remember what your authentic truth is and get connected to it, and you might get rejected like I did. And you also might find your tribe of 7 or 8 awesome people that you can you know build a community around.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I love that story, man. And and thanks for sharing. And anyone who hasn't been following along with Mike's story, definitely check it out online and you can learn all about it, uh, including the, the the journey of baby James, who's been uh, this little miracle baby for you all. So, um, you know, I I really love what you were saying, and also I, I think that there's a lot of people who, um, you know, they're like, man, you know, I'm just going to go out there, I'm going to randomly call people up, and I'm going to just open up to them, and and hope that they reciprocate. Man, I don't know if that's uh, if I'm comfortable doing that. And and uh, hey, fair enough. Um, the other thing I would say is, you know, and this isn't. Uh, intentionally, kind of a plug for, for Better Than Rich and what we do. I think there's a lot of people, places out there like us. Uh, I will say, I think we're unique in many ways. Uh, but I, I, I think like when someone comes into the Better Than Rich community, for instance, we have certain rules of engagement. We have certain you know uh, objectives that we're trying to create at an event uh, or or within our community and. You know, we're also attracting like-minded people. Generally, they're people who are either, you know, at least have some things in common, right? Whether it's values in common, or they have desires in common and, and a vision in common. Uh, maybe they're all business owners or, or at certain levels in their business uh, or, or in their careers. And so when we attract these people in, there's commonality, right, uh, that can be created. But then there's also rules of engagement. Those rules of engagement create this space, For people to be safe to be vulnerable, right? And how do you find a space that you can be vulnerable in? And if it needs to be facilitated, it needs to be facilitated, right? Come to one of our events. If you don't want to come to one of our events, go to Date with Destiny, go to some other event. I don't care. But find a space where you can be seen, be appreciated, where you could share literally anything, right? And I mean, I've had people literally share anything and everything with me on coaching calls, uh, at events, different things like that. Um, and when you do that, there's a power in that. I also think there's kind of like a trapped energy when you have a like a fear, when you have an insecurity, when you have, uh, especially if you have like a secret. Right? Uh, I remember one retreat we did uh, partner shares. It was like. Pssst, I think it was like seven minutes and you had to like sit across from the other person. And one person, like basically their job was just to like hold space and like embody almost like this as close as they could, like this divine, um, Safe energy, right? Um, so it's just like literally I was supposed to sit there for my partner for seven minutes as they shared all their secrets with me. And of course we all agreed, Hey, it's all confidential, right? We're not, we're not going to share any of these things. Um, and then the partner did the same for me and I shared anything that was on, you know, that was my secrets or whatever. It's like that the release of energy from that exercise, um, was really powerful, and of course, you know, having the safety to do that, the trust in the other person takes a lot of guts. Um, but when you do it, it's so worth it. So some of these things might sound like they're a little bit on the deep end of community, and hey, they are right. Uh, I, I would love to hit a little bit on like maybe some of the more um, you know lighter versions of community and networking and, and those sorts of things here in a bit. But uh, I mean. There is a difference between networking and community though, right? So um, I would encourage you to try to find a place where you can be completely vulnerable, be completely yourself. Mike, what do you think?
0: Well, if we were going to be doing the light stuff, I mean, this wouldn't be the Better Than Rich show. That's right. We go deep diving over here. So, uh, I, And I agree. You know, so I think it was Brian Lum at one of our Better Than Rich events said, network is where you cast the net and put the people to work. He said, cast the net, put the people to work. We're, Community is common unity, where we have a lot of things in common, and we unify and we create this unity together. And I think mm-hmm. it's really a, a clever way of of just deciphering between the two. Uh, the two, and um, I, I'm a part of a bunch of different communities. Uh, you know, whether it be the Tony Robbins community, the Fire Walkers, you know, seven times walking across fire. And you know when I go to that space, it is, it is, uh, it is a very beautiful, um. Uh, amazing community of, of all different types of people. And then I'm a part of front row dads, you know, and the front row dads are family men with businesses, not businessmen with families. And that's such an awesome, beautiful community. Uh, the man talks alliance is a beautiful community of, of, of sharing courageously and vulnerably as men. And, and, you know, these are, these are beautiful spaces that I'm a part of. And, and I, and they're all so very intentional. And I think that's a part of it as well, Andrew, is that. People want to be intention people need to be intentional with what what are their needs and I think sometimes they people might not even know what their needs are, mm-hmm. so how mm-hmm. could they meet needs if they don't know what they are so what would you say, Andrew, if like someone was curious on what are the needs that I need to meet in order for me to uh you know start searching for this community like how do I know how do I know this is what I need or how do I know this these are the people I want to surround myself with or You know, what are what are some what's some exploration that someone can kind of like go through and curiosities they can ask themselves on like, yeah, this is something I really need in my life.
1: Right. You know, and a lot of times people don't even either recognize or want to admit that they have needs whatsoever. Right. So let alone try to identify the specific ones they are, um, you know. Who uh, who wants to feel needy, right? Like I'm sure there's no one listening to in their car right now, or at the gym right now, or or winding down for the night, or starting your morning, or whatever you're doing right now. On the other end of this, uh, thinking, oh yeah, you know what I want to be? I want to be needy, right? Uh, And so it's it it's painful sometimes to admit that we have needs, but we do, right? Um, And so looking at pain points or or places where uh, you're lacking. Um, whether it's connection, right to others, maybe it's health and fitness, maybe it's uh, accountability, uh, maybe it's actual business strategy, maybe it's purpose, maybe it's meaning, and doing some reflection just to see like where are my biggest pain points, where are the biggest like frustration points, where did I think I'd be further along than I am now, um, and just be honest with yourself. You know, uh, again, one of the biggest things that I see that stops people in this department is just being honest. Uh, About where you're at and and where you are frustrated, and then humble enough to kind of ask for help and go find help. Um, So many people are kind of just lying to themselves and they're lying to the world that uh, oh yeah, I got it all together, it's all perfect, it's all hunky dory, and they're just not willing to be humble. Um, What do you think, Mike?
0: Yeah, too many, too often we want to celebrate. We want to stay in our strengths. It's like this is Mm -hmm. where we're comfortable, this is where we're strong, so we'll stay in the surface level stuff. So a lot of times that surface level community forms around that. It's like, well, I'm really good at basketball. So let me just stick with this basketball community or like, I'm really good at, you know, you fill in the blank. So they stay around that safe space where what you're saying here, I love what you said. Like nobody wants to be needy, but yet we all have needs. And if we can be honest and truly open and authentic about what those needs are, well, now you're going to be surrounded around other people who are trying to satisfy those needs. And that brings up the curiosity of, well, if everyone's trying to be needy in this community, how is that, how is anything going to ever get done? Right. It's like, <laughs> well, everyone's me, 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 need, 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 need. Uh, so that, that doesn't seem like a, a great community either. Right. And that's why we love the philosophy of my needs are your needs and your needs are my needs, because when you're at a valley, I might be at a peak and vice versa. And if 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 I know that you have the same needs at a valley that I had at my valley, but I've worked through that valley or Mm -hmm. I'm on my journey, or I'm a couple steps ahead of you, I'm empathetic to grab you or extend the hand or to relate to you and to say, you can do this too. And then because life is this ebbs and flows and ups and downs constantly. So if you can find other people who have those same needs, that's fantastic because you're not always going to be in the same place that you're at. There are seasons of life. And while you're in a winter, someone else might be in their summer or fall. And when you're in your spring, they mm-hmm. might be in a winter. And spring always follows winter. It always follows winter. And when you could surround yourself around other people, every one of them aren't going to be in winter at the exact same time.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you know, there's different types of communities. There's communities where there's a leadership, right? Uh, so there's you know, formal leadership, like the better the rich community, Mike and I lead that. So it's, you know, you're receiving leadership from us. our job is not to get our needs met through our paying clients, right? Um, you know, I, it doesn't mean that Mike and I don't have needs, but you know, our job isn't to use your coaching calls uh, to try to get our needs met. I think that'd be kind of uh, weird, and uh, and and I don't think people would like to pay to uh, meet our needs. Uh, is my is my take. So those spaces are specifically designed to meet your needs as clients, uh, but there are other communities, right? Where uh, there isn't a stratification, you might say, right? Uh, And that—that was actually one of the stipulations in this healthy CEO dad tribe is no one's allowed to like, you know, be in charge. No one's allowed to sell the other person something. Like, it just kind of has to be, you know, a a safe place for uh, for people to feel, um, you know, like a flat level of hierarchy. Uh, um, You know, but so so there's advantages to hierarchical. Excuse me, systems and there's also uh, an advantage to flat systems. Um, and I love what you said about the the flat systems, though. Is is <clears throat> you know, it's kind of like in different topics or in different contexts or even just different time periods, right? I'm comfortable kind of being a follower, right, and like following, like falling into a follower position, and then I'm also comfortable kind of you know leading from the front at times. Um, <clears throat> it's like you need to be comfortable. Being above and below right, and i I think so many people in business they're only comfortable like when they 're the alpha when they 're in charge when they're you know the decisive person and and that's a, that's a useful trait there's many people who aren't comfortable at all in that position, but you also have to be a good follower and I think that the best leaders are also the best followers, so um, thoughts on that Mike yeah, and being willing to learn that 's really what it comes down mm. to like i i um was
0: we we were in Colorado, and I was kind of facilitating almost like a conversation over over breakfast during our closing ceremonies of like some uh business systemization tools and and some things that I'm doing and uh, you know everyone was really interested in the topic because you know each of us are business owners in, in some capacity and we're just really fascinated by the idea of automation delegation elimination and how to make processes uh, you know a little bit more efficient so we were jamming on it. And and then Corey chimed in with something I I really thought was so profound. And he was talking about like um, how you can listen to um, he's very into the tech space. And he's like, I was listening to President Biden uh, talk about um, something with cybersecurity. And he said when he heard the president talk about this, he immediately went into the tech space and just kind of see what was happening in some of these companies. And boom, he immediately saw there was a trend of an uptick because people were now up, upping their cybersecurity to protect themselves. And I was like, wow, what an interesting idea of seeing trends in the marketplace, understanding tech and understanding that you can create massive revenue um, shifts in in a matter of minutes. And he's like, yeah, I, I swung 20 grand in In a very short period of time, I was like, "Damn, that's pretty awesome, that's insightful and it was a very short, small little conversation segment but but in that small, short conversation segment, not only did I learn something, but I was open to receiving this new lesson and I think that's that's the beautiful part about being around like minded individuals in a community is is being willing to learn. So in the moment when I was teaching, I was also in the next moment, ready to learn and ready to receive as well.
1: I love it. I love it, man. And and by the way, um, if you are interested in joining uh, Better the Rich, uh, we are going to be you know uh, putting out more content like this. You'd be getting newsletters in in your inbox and these sorts of things. Uh, and eventually I'm sure that we'll have, you know, kind of like a community forum place. So if you're interested in the updates about that, make sure you go to betterthanrich.com and sign up for your, sign up for our mailing list so you can get those updates.
0: Yeah. Um, on the Facebook group, you know, we stream oh yeah. these live into the Facebook group as well. So I know many of you are watching us live right now. So, uh, you know, thanks for the comments and all the support for the show. Uh, and, uh, and those of you that are catching the reporting, of course, you know, join, you know, join us in the Facebook group. We'd love to hear from you. I'd love to, you know, if you feel like you're not getting your needs met or you have needs and you're curious to explore some of those needs, the Facebook group that we have is a great place for that. So you can post comments in there. You could send us, you know, private messages. We'd love to read them. You can follow us on Instagram as well. And, you know, we, we would love to jam with you on, on what, what are some, what are some of your wants or needs that you're not getting from other communities that maybe you would like to get from us and, and from better than rich. Ah, uh, we are continuing to grow right now. I think we're up to two or three hundred uh, members in our mm-hmm. uh, Facebook group. and I think you know by the time um you know the next few weeks, next few months, I'm pretty confident we'll we'll be able to hit over a thousand members here. and uh, as this grows, we would love for you to be some of those the front line front line and the the first wave of 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 um you know what this community can grow into and what it will continue to evolve into so Uh, join the Facebook group, join the conversation, share, share vulnerably, share openly. We'd love to hear from you.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mike. This was a fascinating discussion. I hope everyone listening uh, really enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, Have a great week ahead. And remember to leave today better than you found it. We'll see you next time on The Better Than Rich Show. Thanks, everyone. Bye.
0: Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the show, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from us, you can follow us on Instagram at better than underscore rich and join our Facebook group at the better than rich show. Thanks again for listening. We look forward to seeing you next time. And remember, leave today better than you
1: found it.